Hello and welcome back. You're listening to episode four of Good Criminal. Based on a true story, this account follows someone who lives down the road from you. You've seen this neighbor before, hung out with her at barbecues. You've been to her garage sale, sat next to her in church. You've bummed a cigarette from her one winter when you were down on your luck. She dented your car and didn't tell you. She fed your outdoor cat. And it's her who you hear through your window talking and singing to herself in the middle of the night. Her voice bounces off apartment building walls often when you're trying to sleep. You can't always make out what she's saying, but one night her voice came in as if she were closer. She asked for $40 and a ride into Carlisle. Text memo, 7 a.m. That was terrifying. Like, we should go to the hospital scary. I woke up at 6 after going to bed around 3. I heard her rummaging around in the kitchen. She moved like a zombie, shuffling and stumbling. She can't walk a straight line or really keep her eyes open, can barely talk or comprehend what I'm saying. I asked her if she wanted water because she had the covers open like she wanted a drink. She shook her head no and then shuffled back to the room. I looked down at my sticky notes to see when she could take more meds. That's when I noticed the spot in the Tupperware where the Ativan should have been was empty. Alarm bells started going off and I looked around the table and floor for it. When it wasn't there, I knew she must have moved them or taken some. How many did she take? How many could she take? I looked back at my charts. She had a few hours before she could take another one. Hey girl, I said gently walking back into the bedroom. I could hear my voice shake. She could barely focus on me, her eyes rolling and shutting. How many Ativan did you take? I asked her. It took a few tense moments for her to process what I said. Then she croaked. One. I really wanted to believe her. I can't find the bottle. Do you know what you did with it? She looked upset trying a few times to say should should be on the table. I knew it wasn't, but she was passing out again, so unless I wanted to keep bothering her and risk her not being able to fall back asleep, I should take another look. I cleaned the table and the counters, picked up the shoes on the floor. I looked in the cupboards, in each of the mugs, thinking she might have stashed it in there. I checked all the cabinets, the bathroom counter, and drawers. She came shuffling out again, restless and desperate for sleep. She hadn't been able to stay asleep for four days now. She made a staggered beeline for the basement door. She stood in front of the trash can, just kind of hovering. She struggled to get the door open, and I wondered if she could make it down the stairs like that. I got up to make sure she did. Once she was down there, either hitting the bowl or laying down on a different bed to try to get comfy, I tore apart the upstairs bedroom. I put the sheets that had come off back on the corners, aired out all three blankets, 
Put the tableside lamp back on the stool, the fan on the chair facing the bed. It was half searching, half fixing it up to make it more comfortable. When I couldn't find them, I went back into the kitchen about the time she came back up. I made up the bed for you, I told her. A moment and then, what'd you, what'd you say? The bed has sheets and a blanket now, I repeated. She nodded and shuffled in there. I immediately went to the basement, searched the desk, the bed, and couches. I put the pillows back on the mattress, considered packing her a bowl, and then went upstairs. Where the fuck could they be? She wasn't lucid enough to stash them anywhere clever or even to really know what she was doing. She just knew they brought relief. And in all that pain and discomfort, she wasn't worried about taking too many. To her, I was just being maybe overly cautious and one or two off the books couldn't hurt, right? I sat down at the table to do my wannabe nurse calculus. She's taken seven since 2 a.m. the night before. Then two more since then? If we're going by 24 hours, and then she should have had six left in her system, plus the one she said she took. So that's an estimated seven since 3 a.m.? The most I heard of anyone safely taking them was 10, so as long as she didn't take three or four more, we should be relatively in the clear. Until I find that fucking bottle. Unable to do anything else, exhausted from lack of sleep, I laid down on the couch to think. I knew I couldn't fall asleep, but I wasn't sure what to do next. Should I wake her and ask? Would she even remember where they were? Was she lying when she said they were on the table? And worse, if she thought they were there and they're not, was that a sign of an overdose? I grabbed my phone to Google how much is an ER visit without insurance and if she could get into legal trouble for taking a controlled substance not prescribed to her. Just one look at her and withdrawal was not that far of a leap. What would happen then? Would they call the police? Force rehab? I just needed to find the bottle. I closed my eyes and they burned as I tried to think like her. Where would her go-to hiding spot be? Where would her addict's muscle memory take her? Then I thought of her purse, her backpack. Then something occurred to me. If she did take all of them, then maybe she would throw the empty bottle in the trash. That would explain why she paused there. Maybe she was thinking of telling me or trying to remember she had put them there. I just wanted to lay there on the sofa. I was so tired and didn't know what to do if I found an empty bottle or it hidden in her purse. But I couldn't not do anything, so I pulled myself up and went to her bags. I gingerly poked my hands around in them, feeling like I was invading her privacy. Nothing but a clear baggie filled with a couple unopened needles. My heart jumped when I saw them, but I couldn't process what they meant at the moment. I just needed to focus on finding the pills. I went over to the trash can and with a brick in my gut, I opened it and moved around the paper plates and banana peels. I was relieved and confused when I found nothing. I stood there like she did, looking down at the trash can that was pressed into the corner next to the counter's edge. On the counter, there was a metal dish rack with little plastic containers for forks and knives. One of those little white baskets held one thing, the orange pill bottle.
I picked them up, cold relief when I heard shaking. I took them back to the sofa and counted them. There were eight left. I didn't know how many I had before that, but nine sounded about right, if not ten. I took the bottle between the cushions under me. I had already moved the rest of the over-the-counter meds over here too. I didn't want to seem like I didn't trust her, but in that state, I couldn't. Years later, I still thank God that she didn't take the whole bottle that night, that she didn't take anything else either, and that she woke up the next morning. I didn't know much about Ativan, only that I had been prescribed it for anxiety. I didn't know it had such blackout effects or memory loss qualities. I wonder now if she would have acted differently, if things would have been different. If I hadn't just trusted the Thomas's recipe. If I hadn't given her any medicine at all. To end these episodes, I have gathered some resources that offer real, free, immediate help. They will help you find a bed and available treatment options. If you or a loved one needs a referral to a local treatment facility or information about support groups and community-based organizations, please call 1-800-662-HELP. They offer confidential free 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, information in English and in Spanish for individuals facing mental or substance use disorders. That's 1-800-662-4357. There's also the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's a national network of local crisis centers that provide free and confidential emotional support to people in suicidal crisis or emotional distress 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That number is 1-800-273-8255.